podcast in the great internet of internets. It was called Fine and Dandy. Muy influential podcast. Podcast. You have to remember, folks. Where there's a podcast, there's a Fine and Dandy. We're the COVID boys. We're the COVID boys. COVID boys. COVID boys. We the COVID boys. Thank you for tuning into COVID boys. Uh, this week's episode. COVID boys. Uh, We're the COVID boys. Fine and dandy COVID, COVID edition. Boys. We're the COVID boys. They get it. They get it. COVID boys. They get it. We're the COVID. They got it. Do fools. What are we? The COVID boys. They get it. That was beautiful. We're the COVID boys, all right? They got it. We're the COVID boys. Dude, this guy. Um, he doesn't get it. Welcome back to Fine and Dandy. We are the COVID boys, as hey, you didn't already know. This week's edition, welcome back to uh, Fine and Dandy COVID edition. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and if you didn't know, now you know. It's a limited edition. Uh not going to get too many of these. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, for real though. Like, hopefully not. Um, yeah, I caught COVID from Josh. He sucks. He thinks so. I traced my COVID back to Daniel. Yeah, that's not how that works. He was just not willing to get a test until after I was confirmed positive. Yeah, I felt no symptoms, and I was perfectly in great health. Glate. <laughs> late great health. Late great. I was in good health. Yeah. Great would have been a strong word. Yeah. Uh, I would say that that has nothing to do with it. Anything. You gave me the covids, and then I got the covids, and then I got six with the this. covids. Let me say this. He, Josh was like, "Yeah, I got covid. Uh, I might go stay at my mom's, so you know that way you're good." Uh, this was his version of that. He walked around the house That's and covered covered true. his face with his T-shirt. Like that was gonna First stop all, me from this getting said, anything. This hoe Daniel said he's good no matter what. <laughs> the first day I got fucking tested positive, this hoe went to a bar and was like, "Nah, it's cool. Nobody even gives a fuck about that shit." Came back like the next night and fucking said that you would definitely or no, it was was it the concert. No, yeah, no. So the next day, I was <coughs> still good. So you you tested positive Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then I was good. Thursday, I was good, and then Friday night is when that shit hit me. Like so a truck. so you had it since Monday though, because doesn't it take a few like multiple the days? Incubate. Doesn't it take like multiple days for you like to start experiencing the symptoms? Yeah, uh, they say it can take a few days or so to incubate in your system before it really starts to show. So therefore, if you started seeing symptoms on Friday, and you probably had it before I was tested positive. I'm not gonna lie, I just drank this coffee with this head cold right now. It's kind of, kind of going crazy. What's going crazy? And with the beanie on my head. <laughs> My head. Your head's going crazy? Like the head cold with the coffee. What's a head cold? Like just like congestion. 
Uh-huh. Congestion or like a fucking I've never, heard, never heard of a head cold? Never heard anybody use the word head cold. Dude, no. Give it the times. Dude, I got a head cold right now, bro. Yeah, here we'll look this shit up what? right now, dude. Yeah, fuck give the definition, dude. Coming at me coming at me kinda sideways. I don't like What's it. What's up, peeps? Wanna get on the mic? You got some things to say? Alright, hold on, one second. Nah, but anyways, this hoe Daniel um completely changed his entire perspective in I didn't a forty eight hour period. I definitely did not. He did. He, he apologized and everything. Head cold, which is sometimes I didn't. That's <laughs> not true. Which is sometimes <laughs> called the common cold, can be rough. <laughs> Does it really say that? Yeah, <laughs> causing symptoms such as stuffy nose, sneezing, can be and rough, a s- and a sore throat. Anything involving the head can fuck you roughly. It's the cold. Head cold. It's Bru- the common cold. Flu, head cold, whatever. Never heard that before. Following the same uh, boundaries. Your boundary. But yeah, you should get tested. Stay safe. Uh, Josh sucks. But make sure to uh, take your precautions and get tested. Stay in school as long as we're just throwing out random tips. Unless you're tested positive for COVID, then don't mm. stay in school. That's probably not <laughs> advice. <laughs> or just have a social experiment and get <coughs> wild. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I just want to thank everyone for tuning into this podcast. I just want to look. We're not perfect, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what I just thought about? What? Your phone's not plugged in, so like, what if hey, it if dies, it, dude? It's not going to die. We're running what on What percentage vibes? is it on in every use? We are running on vibes right now. It's like 1.3% right now. And that's okay sometimes. It is okay sometimes, but not every time. Because every time there's something that's wrong with this fucking podcast. I was thinking, what if we can get to a point where... We can like someone get like a maybe either an art installation or actually have someone build robots, and so like the intro is us as robots. Like we get like a thing where or like not even the intro, just the whole sec, the whole episode is just us like. Hey, I am Daniel. You know, it's just robots. Or stuff. dude, what if it's podcast. like, or what if we have like an animation kind of t- type of thing, where it's like a robots like fighting in a ring type shit and then it zooms out to like the fucking announcer's table and then it's us as robots but having a podcast wait say that one more time so like there's like a ring with where robots are fighting in the ring type so shit so and it's w- like it zooms out sock'em? yeah like some rock'em sock'em type shit or some like real steel type shit that'd be kind of cool that'd be fire yeah and then you zoom out and it's like where it shows the announcer's table and it's just you and me but like as robots, as robots. and then it's a podcast and that zooms from out from the announcer's it's table us announcing that yeah. and it's actually us and then like podception and then in the middle of our podcast at some point just fucking s- one of the robots gets flung onto our fucking announcer's table and we just start like beating his ass too that'd be kind of cool or what if this do you remember uh the name of that game it was like the cars and they would just like you had like clown like ice cream truck you could pick a bunch of different ones and the whole point was just to destroy all the other cars it was a PlayStation 2 game. Uh, Crash? Definitely not. 
Uh, what was it called? I'm gonna bring back some memories. Burnout. No, burnout was fire too, though. That <laughs> was you just picked a fast ass car and you had to just, just run it. The most damage. Damage that you could possibly do. Yeah, damage those points. I don't know what game you're talking about. Then I thought that's the only one I used to play that was like that. I think okay, they have. Hey, I'll behave. They have. Burnout was the first one that came up on this, but it was like metal something, bro. B. Behave. Get your dog, dude. Dude. Go to your dad. Hey, you chill out, dude. These dogs these days. Dog days. The dog days are over now. No, ma'am. Doing too much. Stop biting. I just want to say it was called Full Metal. Full Metal Alchemist? No. Full Metal of Honor? Full metal. I'm gonna figure this out. Hold down. Twisted metal. Let's fucking go. Twisted metal. Figure it out. So you twist the metal. Twisted metal. But you picked like a car and a character, and you decked out your car, and you were just in a ring. It was just a ring. Like that's all it was. It was a small like domed ring. Like a kind of like almost like a demolition derby type of and ring. And you were trying to just destroy <laughs> each <laughs> other. other shit. Yeah, that was it. That was like the whole Hell game. Yeah, that sounds fun. It was super fucking fun. But like I'm saying, let's do that. Let's host that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, okay, imagine like how Rick and Morty does as much as they can, but we're like podcast style. Uh, we host <laughs> as many things that we can host as possible. Each one's an adventure. Like in Idiocracy, where it was like fucking Carl's Jr. basically oh just yeah. <laughs> hosted everything that they could possibly host. Yeah. And then he just said Carl's Jr. like every sentence. Carl's Jr. Carl's... <laughs> This was brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> this was not actually. Fuck you, if Carl's Jr. Carl's You're not Jr. paying Jr. wants shit. to pay us, then this could be brought to you by. But it's Carl's not because they're it's not. not brought to you by Carl's Jr. Because fuck Carl's Jr. But if you want to give us a sponsorship, we will retract that statement. But until <laughs> then, dude, I don't even know if they still exist, bro. For sure, I there was one. Actually, that I was know. near here. And there was one, and then they. And then out. there was one. And then, ah, there once was a Carl's Jr. <laughs> there once was a time in Burning Hills. You remember Dave the Barbarian? That's really off topic, but I just <laughs> wanted, it just popped <laughs> into my head, so I had to. I say. do remember Dave the Barbarian. Dave that Barbarians, but jabbers, <laughs> dude. Low key, if you can find a fire ass, just like. Okay, y'all need to nope, that's enough. <laughs> like if y'all if you can find just a like a dope ass slogan, you're winning. Like whenever fucking Put your Hannah Montana, <laughs> whenever her dad, fucking Billy Ray Cyrus, said dang flabbit. Oh uh, yeah. That was a banger. <laughs> that was a banger, dog. A little like cool catchphrase that sets you apart. But it's almost like unnoticeable, but like it's so perfect Pajamas. that it is noticeable. <laughs> Doofles, we gotta give Doofles one. Doofle deserves one. He just he deserves all the all the glory. Kind of like look at him in that Rick and Morty episode. He said "gluteuleu." He said, "Was that his thing? Did he ever do that?" He said, "No." But <laughs> we're moving on. That's not important. <laughs> exactly. 
You just need one. <laughs> like that. All it took was that one moment. A one liner. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, that was the COVID. The vids. But that's all you need, man. It is all you need, man. You just need one liner. You just get like I mean, think about it, dude. Think about how many people have just been like one hit wonders for like hit songs. You can cut that down. Just do like one hit wonders for hit sentences. Dude, let's get to the point where we're just one hit wonders for podcasts. You just need <laughs> one one banger of an episode. I mean, I feel like there's a bunch of people like that. Like who? Like people that get fucking one super famous guest star on their podcast f- for like the beginning, one of the beginning episodes, and then just you know, there's some podcasts out there that I their think are good, but there's just some. It's like, how do they, like, how are they still going? Like, how are they popular? Because the interviewers themselves, I guess it is just guests. You get the guests on, I guess, right? Yeah. You know, you know when you're like. They said the Omicron variant is an absolute bucket right now. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! I think that's what we got. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I think so too. I have no but idea. like, what uh? You lose my train of thought. Sorry, that shit just fucking caught me. <laughs> yeah, you lose my train of thought. What were we talking about? Um, we were talking about doo doo and poo poo. That's for sure not that's what we were. Talking. I really don't remember what we were talking about, dude. Because <laughs> I wasn't talking about it. You were about to talk. I know, and then you had to be like, ah, Omnicom's <laughs> an absolute bucket right now, dude. It is. I'm all sick in the head right now, dude. It's going dumb. My, my, my train of thought's not like on par on 100% right <laughs> said now. I said I'm all sick in the head. <laughs> Literally, though. said I'm a fucking total mental case right now. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. Oh damn! I'm trying to remember. We're hey, talk- hey, we're talking about twisted metal, but then, um, yeah, way to go. Yeah, we were talking about uh, twisted metal and burnout. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. No, okay, but anyways, all right. Look, so if Fine and Dandy was just like we were just hosting a bunch of different things, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, bro. Like, if we were just hosting, like, demolition derbies and fucking monster truck rallies. And fucking, like, hot dog eating competitions and fucking. That brought, okay, I remember what we were talking about now. <laughs> Pat brought it back. Yeah, no, I was saying, I was saying, like, there's so <laughs> many, like, people who just have guests on. Oh, yeah, we are talking about podcasting. And it's like, how are you, st- you're just going because of the guests? Rather than your podcast actually being good. Stop chewing on stuff, dude. But, rather, I have to give a shout out to Sean Evans. Just because, like, his show is both. It's the guests. But I think there are some people who watch for the guests. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that I know that watch that show watch it for him. Yeah. There's literally compilations of just, like, guests being, like. It's 50%, like, wanting to see people's reactions to the hot wings. Because you know he's done this shit so much, so you're not really watching it for his reactions. Oh, no. But his interviewing is the other 50% for sure. Like, like you're not watching it. You are watching it for the guests to see, because you know he's going to ask great questions. While they're fucking dying. Yes, (laughs) and they're going to give great answers because of that. Yes. It's a formula for a great show. It is. So, I feel that. Um, I was gonna say like 
like what's our formula? You know, I want to be. I I'm like. Well, Oprah's be, formula was giving away free shit. Um. Everyone has like <laughs> something that you know, like, like at this point, Joe Rogan's formula is just having fucking sick ass guests on. Fire ass guests, yeah. Just as many. I mean, he's good at what he does. Don't get me wrong. Like carrying a conversation and asking questions. Yeah. He is really good at that. He has a good team too. Uh, yeah, he does. Dude, having a team is everything. Yeah. We're a two man team, so it's kind of hard. Sometimes we it's don't even not have even an editor. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think the thing that sets us apart is whatever we want it to be. It, it's just about you know taking the time to make that selection of avenues we want to go down. Because we haven't really broken the barrier of what we want to be doing yet. We've just been kind kind of continuing the process of what we, where we want to be going type shit. Like, we just, we've been having to deal with so much outside bullshit that's kind of set us back. And obviously COVID hasn't helped. But we're on the right track. Uh, once we get some guests in here, we ha- we're about to start setting up some events and stuff. Start doing a lot more shit that we want to be yeah, doing. It's definitely in the works. <coughs> it's just the process of getting all the pieces together right now. I'm not going to lie, this coffee with this medicine and this head cold. The head cold? You head sticking cold. with that? That's what it is, dude. It's what it's called. The fact that you haven't heard that. The fact that that's my just mind. your choice of... It's like, a thing, dude. I get it's it is. called I a head you. cold. It's also called a common cold, a fucking this headache. Shit, <laughs> this shit is... I feel like I just like... I got a head cold. Dude, it's crazy how like... My shit cold as fuck, dog. It's crazy how being sick can almost feel like you're high. Yeah, I Dude. mean it's kind of n- not cool. So it's I know this is gonna sound bad, but when it's like the uncomfortable part of being high. When co- the the vid started hitting me, dude, I was at a show. I couldn't really enjoy the show. It felt like I was out of body. I was having I was having an out of body experience. Like I was just like, dude, yes. <laughs> I was just like I was, th- I was like, oh fuck. It's like I am not here right now. It was terrible. That's fun. Sounds fun. Yeah, the funny part was the last time that I saw that artist, I actually was having an out of body. <laughs> 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 but like uh, this time, I was like, "Dude, can I not get it right?" <laughs> like, fuck, this shit was hit. It was hitting not. In that shit was funny because you said that you drove there and like halfway through the show, you're like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go." But I cannot drive myself back. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was very similar to how I felt the last time, except the last time was a little bit more fun. <laughs> it was enhanced in a good way. This time, more so the opposite. More so, just get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I dude. I, I had my head down half the time, dude. I was just like, my stomach was not feeling it. It was terrible. That sounds fun. Yeah, I felt bad because me, me and one of my homies, He's probably the other one that lo- was looking forward to it just as much as I was. Like, we were the ones hyping it up, you know? Yeah. And we're the ones that had to leave early. Mm-hmm. And he had to leave early because of me. Felt bad. I'm glad he stuck it out with me, though. He tested negative for COVID, so bless up on that. He got blessed for uh, being a good Samaritan on that one. Hell yeah. He got karma points. Karma points. Good for him. Definitely good for him. Yeah, I was proud of Jerry for making that decision to take you on. I did not get good karma points, apparently. Yeah, you don't deserve them. Yeah, so like, if I'm gonna uh, talk about karma points here, let me uh, got my window broken. Uh, then I got three hundred dollars taken off of my card. And now I have COVID. That's all in a two week period. So it's been it's been eventful. 
Karma's definitely beating my ass right now. Hey, it's been, it's been quite eventful, you could say. Yeah, one might say. I would say I'm that one. <laughs> I'm that one. I'm the one. <laughs> I am the one to say that. I am the one, the son. Oh. Yeah, it's been beating my ass though. I mean, not not COVID. It hasn't really been beating my ass. The first day was rough. The rest of the days are kind of just chill. Like right now, it's just mostly congestion. Congestion's pretty much for the most part. Everything else is super chill. I'm not gonna complain about it. Yeah, for that. I mean, gotta take it day by day, dude. Life is gonna throw you a wrench in your fucking engine every now and then. I don't think that's a saying. It's not, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with you it. Just make that shit up right now. Yeah, cause like life's I mean gonna throw a wrench, a in, wrench your in your engine. Yeah, it's gonna fuck it up. Like when the engine's running, throw a wrench in it. Let's talk it. Who the fuck is throwing wrenches <laughs> into <laughs> people's engines? Who has that good of accuracy? What are you driving down the road <laughs> with your fucking hood up? Someone's just like fucking <laughs> <laughs> darting. That'd that be shit fire in. though. If what if like there was a super like hero that just threw engine. <laughs> Threw fucking wrenches in people's engines. Anyways. Sometimes life throws a pig's foot in your eye, but you got Like, that's no, it doesn't. <laughs> that's it, what you're saying. If it is. It doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when pigs fly is the fucking saying, but that, that is not going to happen. Good. How? <laughs> How does that make sense? Dude, genetics these days? Anything's genetics possible. these days. Someone could fucking Grow some wings on the. All right. Well, with genetics these days, there might be people with better aim. So throwing wrenches in someone's engine might not be so far fetched. I think people are putting uh, put uh, jetpacks on pigs. I hate that they did that just to s- make a pig fly. And it's yeah, <laughs> so you've seen it. <laughs> and there was I mean, there was no like specifics. It wasn't like a fucking written. There are stipulations. There if you didn't read them, that's, a, like that's on you. When pigs fly, and, and like there was for <laughs> sure small sti- words. Like <laughs> There's a fine print. If you didn't pay attention to it, that's on you, dude. But not. Nah, uh, there was like an old saying. My dad said like, uh, basically it's like. I think it was T.D. Jakes, like it was one of his sermons or something at, at his church. He's talking about like uh, he's he walked up to somebody who had their car stolen type shit. He's like crying out, like saying like, what the fuck? Like, how could this happen to me? And he's like, he went up to him and said like, hey, man, you're acting like you're never going to have another car again. And it's like it's hard to realize it in that moment, like whenever you get your window broken or whenever you catch COVID, and it's like everything's going wrong. But it's like. You're acting like nothing's ever going to go right again. You know, you have to stay positive and look at the good things in life and try not to let the bad things hit you, d- hit you down so hard to where you can't get back up. Yeah, but, uh, I forgot what I was watching recently, but it was, it was basically saying that those things aren't real. I mean, they are. What? <laughs> like cars. And like oh, yeah. A phone. I mean, they kind of are like almost necessities, I guess, at this point in life uh, where we're at. But, I mean, those aren't like real you know what i mean yeah they're more material items that you know you could always get back later like they're not they don't hold they hold little value well i mean it depends on what you hold value in your life but i mean it's like you can get a car back but you know like if you were to lose somebody you can't get that back right so it's like you got to pay more attention more priority to like 
certain things in your life, like the moments and people, because you can't get those back. For sure. You can get fucking a phone. Or a window. Or a window. Or whatever, Shit yeah. sucks, though. It does suck. That's what I'm saying. Sucks. It's like you, you gotta like you can't live in it though. You gotta just take it for what it is and move forward. Yeah, you gotta take each wrench to your engine one at a time. Absolutely, you, you know that happens. You never know when the next wrench you is gonna come know. into your. <laughs> you can always get a wrench out your engine, but you never know when the next one's gonna fucking. Every come time you turn down Hill Street, <laughs> you're gonna catch a wrench in your engine, dog. All right, now nah, what I really want to talk about today. I'm gonna throw a wrench in. Besides your wrenches now. and engines and fucking. Uh, roller derbies. What is that? (laughs) 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 Demolition derby. This week of COVID boys, you're in tune for a whole lot of coughing and fucking (laughs) (laughs) mucus (laughs) (laughs) on cue. Cutscenes of us just like (laughs) swinging in a room and shit, just (laughs) fighting for our lives, (laughs) (laughs) sweating, like rag on your head. Find out next time if we are still alive. <laughs> Camera crew's like, "Are you okay? I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my life. Holy shit! Find out next time on Fine and Dandy COVID Edition. COVID Edition. Welcome back <laughs> to we have the vid. Yeah, welcome back to uh Fine and Dandy COVID Edition. Welcome back to Virus R Us. Fine and Dandy Edition. Slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, what were we talking about? The I'm going to get into what I want to talk about, but this is just too funny. Um, At work, we were talking about slam poetry. It was me, Tommy, and uh, Vickers. And uh, we're like, what if it was just actual, like, like after you're done giving your, poet- your poetry, someone just comes up <laughs> and fucking just DDTs your ass. <laughs> or, like, fucking RKO's you. <laughs> slam poetry. <laughs> Comes up and just fucking body slams, bodies your ass. (laughs) This should be hilarious. Actual slam poetry. Slam poetry. (laughs) There's a fucking breakaway table on stage. You you get up there like, oh, what's that for? (laughs) (laughs) It's more of a punishment than it is a fucking. You're like, come come say your piece if you dare. (laughs) Like you never know when it's coming. You're just done. You're like, everyone snaps like. But then they catch they catch like the third girl like on her fourth word in of her second sentence and they're like oh it can happen at any time <laughs> I didn't even let that girl finish that's real poetry right <laughs> there it's poetry in motion hell yeah <laughs> that's what the place is called poetry <laughs> in motion <laughs> <laughs> uh, just call it the slam bar or some <laughs> shit bro fuck it slam poetry on Wednesdays get uh summer slam you gotta have like a trained professional doing Summer stunts. Slam poetry. Like you gotta pay there a trained professional to do those stunts though. You don't want anyone to fucking break their neck. Well, you might. But in the name of poetry. Are you signing a waiver? Is this the Spalty's platoon? Are you signing a waiver when they fucking walk in? How tough are you? I need Welcome to the Salty Platoon. How tough are you? About what he be. Don't bark, please. Spalding platoon. No, he's don't do it. He's ready. He's, he's gearing, ready to he's bark. Gearing, gearing up. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. No, come here. I wanted to uh, no. get into like the Cuddy no. documentary. I finally watched it. No. All right. <laughs> 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 you 
Go lay down, buddy. Come here. He's like, please look at me. All right, so the Cody documentary? Yeah, no. Um, finally watched it. I cried a little bit. It was really good. The first half, I was like, all right. Dude, the second half was really good. The first half was just a bunch of people stuck in his dick. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I love him, too. So, I mean, I was like, hell yeah. But, like, I was like, all right, let's get to the nitty-gritty. I'm here to, you know. It's Is a this a documentary, documentary or a th- thank you tribute to Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was. I, like, everyone's just like, I mean, he was just great, you know. Mm. Just dude was awesome. I'm like, all right. Kept just going. Like, <laughs> next person was just like, Cuddy, do your cut. <laughs> when, that, when that guy was like, yeah, we invited Cuddy. I was like, hey, do your Cuddy thing. <laughs> uh, do Cuddy or some shit like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck did you say? What the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> Nah, but it, it got sad. It did get sad. It ended up getting, like, really deep. And honestly, it was great. And just thinking about it, like, you don't look at it as an art. Like, watching it and then, like, looking at yourself as an artist and looking at that, like, really opened my eyes. Because he, he was just talking about, um, like, you know, when he, so Man on the Moon 2, everyone easily, no argument, one of the best albums to drop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the past decade. One of the most influential pieces of art. In the hip hop world, okay. Well, more than just hip hop, I would say he influenced a lot of artists in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, you saying okay? Like, I mean, I'm trying. I'm just trying to further like help yeah, you no. get to your point. So he is. I mean, it w- it's a, it's not arguable. It's not. I mean, it's it is one of the most influential pieces of the past decade. But I mean, when you look past that, he's okay. So like, Man on the Moon was that as well. The Man on the Moon two probably even more so. Because he was dropping sounds no one was really doing, talking about his feelings. Mm-hmm. But then you look at what what came after that. Uh, you had do, 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 Wizard. <laughs> no, what dropped right after Man on the Moon 2? Uh, Indigo? No, it was Wizard was before that. Ow, ow, ow. I want to say it was... TV, it, stop. I want to say it was Wizard, and then he had Indica, Speeding Bullet to Heaven, Passion Pain, Demon Slain. And then Man on the Moon three, <laughs> hey PP. Oh my god, my dog is attacking right now. <laughs> Dude, she will, she will murder you with kisses, bro. She get, she's gonna, she's gonna get in that armpit, bro. She like, she'll get in the crevices, bro. She'll get in that little arm, like the middle of your arm for some reason. This part she likes to lick and it's weird. Like, or if you like crunch your neck, <laughs> she'll just start to try to get. You gotta push your off <laughs> your ears, bro. She go for. She <laughs> she just pranced off. <laughs> that was a murder, bro. She got what she that was an assault. <laughs> that was an assault. Oh my god. She's like, yeah, bitch. What are you doing? She's scaring me right now. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> so, throughout his journey, anyways, Man on the Moon 1, Man on the Moon 2, everyone can uh, agree, was a great masterpiece. But then, after that, I mean, there was people who were like, ah, oh, dude, I want the Man on the Moon sound. Or, you know, like, oh, this is trash. This isn't like what you were doing. Or like, ah, oh, fell off. You know what I mean? Mm. And then especially when he dropped Wizard. Especially when he dropped the wizard and like um, speeding bullets to heaven, mm-hmm. it's just like 
people, you know, like looking back at like I loved all of those pieces of art. You know, his mm-hmm. he, he grew a strong fan base by dropping all those. But right. it's like going through that for his sake, you know, not getting radio like hit, like people like the labels were like, all right, where's the radio hit though? You right. Know what I mean, he's like, okay, Cuddy, I don't I don't do this for radio hits. Right. I'm not doing this for numbers. I'm here to create art, you know, and uh, just like as an artist having to go through that and not really like know if people are really fucking with it because you see a lot of the negative before you see the positive like a lot of like the mainstream shit saying like oh this is trash mm-hmm. pitchfork gave him like a fucking four and a half or out of ten or some shit like that like whoever wrote for pitchfork during like those time periods was a piece of shit like they were assholes they always gave him low ratings and then you had uh anthony fantano i remember mm-hmm. that man always gave him trash ratings like his his albums always gave him trash ratings. Interesting, dude. Everyone like looks for Anthony Fantano for like great. Yeah, I never paid attention to dude. Like his music reviews, in my opinion, are trash. Like I've never he gives like the most basic ass like never artistic paid attention reviews. To, like artistic reviews at all. Honestly. And it's like, I'm like, who do you think you like are? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who does he think he like? I mean, he does say like it's just my opinion and all this, but it's like you also don't know how much. You hold in your hand, you know, for artists because right. people are listening to you. Like, in my opinion, uh, you get no respect. You're like, in my opinion, like a movie critic on fucking the internet or like any critic on right. the internet. Like, are you making the music? Do you make music? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you, you shouldn't have any say in what that is. But just like going back to that, just being an artist in that world is like, you don't know really like where you stand mm-hmm. especially if you're not ma- you know drake knows mm-hmm. you know what i mean because he's getting radio hit after radio hit and that's kind of what he's worried about at this point staying relevant and getting these radio bangers okay i mean his albums are not really like in my opinion great but teach their own also i mean uh, his later albums kind of weren't good but, like, with Cuddy, at least, you know, he stayed true to himself. Like, mm-hmm. he was never trying to make radio hits. He was never trying to do this. And just, like, going through that the entire time and it's just, like, staying true to yourself can be a hard thing. Yeah. And it was hard for him, you know? Like, he really felt those emotions. And the craziest thing to me is everybody else is, like, that was around him is, like, you think he's just making these songs, and you know you are, you kn- you kind of realize he's digging from like what's real, but then you're like, "Fuck, like, yeah, it's a lot more <laughs> real than what you think it is," you know. Like he's singing about his emotions, but then you have to actually realize, "Oh shit, this man's not okay." Right. Shit just threw me for a loop, man. This is crazy. Like being an artist and creating and pushing this forward, and even Shia LaBeouf's like. Like, him talking about him, that shit got me emotional because he's like, bro, I love that dude. Like, mm. that's probably my best friend. He's like, he might not even say that same thing, but I don't care. Like, I, I like I look up to that dude in a way, like, mm-hmm. like I, it doesn't matter. Like, I just, it's a special guy. You can tell they're on the same wavelength, though. Like, they're both damaged people in a way, mm-hmm. Shia and, like, Cuddy. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're very emotional people, which is why they're damaged. They went through a lot, like, at a young age type of thing. And this shit just got to me. I was like, fuck. Yeah, dude. Everybody deals with their trauma differently. I mean, a lot of people are able to connect on things of that nature, especially if you went through similar things as as someone else did. Is that what you got out of everything I just said? 
I was just touching on the ending of what you said. But that, yeah, no. I mean, I don't, I didn't get it. I mean, I watched the same documentary as you. I didn't finish it. I fell asleep. You, but fell, asleep like gonna, you fell asleep like during the best part it. of the documentary. I'm going to finish like it. You watched the first half, and then when it got to, like, sentimental shit, you, I look over, I'm like, this I was already right. asleep di- because of the first half. I was like, all right, I mean, it's just another person saying their experience. And I'm not saying that that was, like, boring. I was just tired. I was high and tired, so I fell asleep. But my point is the journey of an artist in this world anyone who wants to create something like really create something like not do something that's already been done or try to like piggyback off of somebody else you're never really gonna realize what you're what was the word I'm looking for potential not even just potential your effect on everybody you're not gonna realize the effect of the wave that you're making until it's like like, for Cuddy, during all that, you don't know what wave you're making. You know what I mean? You're right. just creating. You're just, like, you're digging deeply. You're going through a lot of shit. That man checked into rehab multiple times. Yeah. Had a lot going on. And, like, during that, he could have never guessed where he'd be at now. Like, that man had so many people. The funniest thing about him now, in my opinion, like, I love it. And, like, why I want to talk about this and why it gives me so much inspiration is because I will never forget when Wizard dropped, when fucking Indica dropped, when fucking uh, Speeding Bullet to Heaven dropped, people were like, ah, oh, that shit sucked. He fell off. Like, the majority were just like, ah, oh, nah, it's not the same. I'm not, you know, all this shit, right? Right. But he's had, like, such a strong fan base throughout his entire career. Right. And then look at him now. Like, he's getting so much praise. Everyone's like, ah, oh, nah, he's definitely one of the most influential artists of the past decade for hip-hop right like he's headlining fucking rolling loud you know what i mean like right that Coachella. I, would s- I would say that, that says more about the masses than it does a- about him i mean because he's like you said he stayed true to himself it it's not up to him when people realize the talent that's up like before their eyes it's not up to him when the m- when the market goes his way Guess. It's not, yeah. But he's stuck well, to stick through yourself through all that, yeah, and to finally come out of like that, all of that, and still like come out on top. That shit <coughs> to me is absolutely insane. Like, I couldn't even imagine now, like thinking about it, like being like, okay, like us doing a podcast, going through all the ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like people be like, that shit sucks. You know what I mean? I mean, he did. Ma- he made it big already by that point in time. Like he already mm-hmm. had a staple, but then having people tell you, "Oh, you fell off. Like you suck. Like it's trash." It's cool. I mean, it's yeah, just it's one person's opinion, even if it's a hundred thousand people's opinion. That's still less than what one. It's less than half a percent of the world thinks that you suck. So what? Uh, As an artist, though, that's always tough. Yeah, if you pay attention to it, there's it's no reason to. to easy to there's no reason to it doesn't help it doesn't benefit your art to know that someone does or doesn't like it it just validates you as your as a person that's making the art which is cool if you need that but not everybody needs validation to do what they love i guess you could also say that probably does down out people's art when shit starts to get to your head like that and you yeah. decided art 
Which is probably why his art stayed so true, is because he was always on that. Because I mean, like, there's there's a hundred, probably a hundred different reasons for him to have stopped making music, and none of them would have been other people's opinions on his music. There's probably plenty of things that he went through during his music career that he could have easily said, "Yep, this is the reason that I'm gonna stop making music now." And none of them would have been another person's opinion. No, nah, it was his opinion, uh, own opinion uh, of himself. Uh, well, yeah, but also, like, just, like, traumatic events that happen in your life. Fucking just day-to-day, oper- like, operations, just getting tired of doing the same thing or being in the same room or being with the same people, doing the same, like, actions. Yeah, that's part it, of it, too. It, it, it gets, you know, mundane after a while, no matter what you're doing. But, like, as long as you start to find excitement and joy and all those things again and i mean you, s- you have reasons to do it but that that's not really what, I, what i'm saying what i'm saying is is like it's more beautiful that he was able to go through all everything that he went through and still find a way to continue to create because i feel like people's opinions mean a lot don't get me wrong to an artist but they're not everything they shouldn't be if they are, then I feel like it says more <laughs> about you as the artist than it does. There was something shy s- style above. So I wish I could remember the exact words, but it was just more along the lines of a basically like a mutual understanding between the artist and the uh, person receiving it. Like mm-hmm. it's like y'all both gotta be on a similar like wavelength in type of way, right. like to really like like when you create, you're creating yourself right but like when someone receives it and they understand it it's like it's kind of it's got like to be something between both of y'all it's kind of like having a mutual respect like for one another type of thing it's like you can't like uh, you could self like make art and like a selfish point of view saying like this is for me and I, I don't care what anyone thinks and i don't care and i guess you could say that's not necessarily selfish i don't really know exactly what you would call that but it's also like whenever you like take the viewer or the receiver of your art into consideration then you kind of do change the aspect of your art for the receiver so i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm tripping i don't know i'd say this i can't you can't speak for every artist ever i'd say i mean there's so many different mediums in the world these days of art and what needs to be considered art you know what i mean they can consider fighting art mm-hmm. but i'd say like in most aspects martial art yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it is, but like in terms of like painting or like uh, music or drawing, sculpting, crafting, anything along those lines, mm-hmm. even stuff like fine this. arts. Yeah, even things like this, uh, like podcasting and or like audio dramas, which is still podcasting and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people create because they have something inside of them they need to release. Mm-hmm. But then also part of that is that I think they want to be understood. You know, when you create, you it's also a piece of you wanting to be understood in a different way. You know what I mean? You're expressing yourself in a medium that you're because you're not able to express yourself regularly through life. You Mm -hmm. know, and you're hoping that other people can maybe hopefully understand you through that and able to relate to you. Of course, that's not everybody. But like when you when you create, you know, you're hoping people kind of fill you whenever you create you're hoping they get a piece of you that maybe they wouldn't have gotten in day-to-day life see but even that is like a perspective all to your own 
or not even just to your own just but like there's also probably a side of a side of perspective where you create not even giving a fuck you know what i mean whether someone likes this or whether someone's ever even gonna see this or you know what i mean so it's like there's different sides of creation and that's kind of what's beautiful about it there's not really any rules to creation there's not really a a guidebook to tell you how to do this and what to do and what not to do because i mean that kind of limits the possibilities of your own creation in itself crazy because sometimes like you creating something your own escape can become your own like prison in a way too yeah ah man it's such a like art is such a insane thing it's like you can get lost in the world of it you can escape into the world of it you could make a whole different world a whole mm-hmm. different reality with, with art but at the, at that same time you can also just like lose who you are in that because you're just so caught up in whatever's going on yeah like the same thing that brought you peace can also bring you pain <coughs> yeah passion pain and demons slaying for sure like think about the people that like created like world of warcraft i'm sure at the beginning it they were kind of like in their own world for a while maybe it was difficult for them to pull out type shit because i mean you got to think about like day after day you're just programming this fucking open world type type of game you know what i mean just where even at that time it would be like a limited amount of people that knew about it so like pretty much this like echo chamber of people are just completely living in an entirely different world open world yeah yeah the game was crazy man it changed things it changed the way the mmos were played and and the way the mmos were looked at for forever really because mm. i mean like runescape was a thing too but like had nothing on world of people were die people were losing themselves in world of warcraft yeah i don't even think you see things like that anymore. i mean like video games i guess now would be the closest well thing. see they yeah they have like land Maybe. party tournaments and shit like yeah. that but like nothing like i don't think anything matches that time period where people yeah. were just like indulging in world of warcraft yeah no i don't think you have as much of like maybe like fortnite or but not like that. Not like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like people were like giving the people will go all into these characters. People bro. will go back to the lobby in Fortnite to go take a piss and fucking World of Warcraft. They're like, I'm not leaving this seat. Type Dude, shit. Like this is my character. Yeah. You yeah. you uh come to me and you talk to me correct. My <laughs> name is fucking Asgar fucking <laughs> Asgar from the fourth liege of the fucking you better come s- correct, bitch. Seventh royal <laughs> Council of Tandalon. <laughs> Real shit though, like that shit's really crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right though. It's just like when people, and I mean, also when you think of Steve Jobs, that man, you know, when he was creating it, it was he had this vision, and I mean, he was a dick about it, but he wanted to see it through, and now it's just kind of like watered down, and you know, it's more of just a business. Well, yeah. I mean, you have a team and shit. I mean, they still add like cool features, like I mean. Being able to track your phone when your phone's off, that should have probably been something they thought of, like... <laughs> is that one hurt? A long time ago. That nah, sounds like kind of... It sounds like it's not personal, personal tie to that it's one. Not, no, nah, it's not personal. I haven't really gotten my phone stolen, knock on wood. But, I mean... It's just something I... You know, I know so many people, you know... That's the first thing you know. Like, whenever someone steals a phone, what are they doing? 
Well, how would you track a phone that's off? Would you need like the battery to power the no, they have tracking that's device? A, that's an update on the phone now. Oh, now it is? Yeah, dude. Like, if you update your phone, that's all part of the update. I wouldn't update your phone because your phone would probably start fucking up. But well, I already did. I don't like it. You don't like the update? No. Well, that's part of the update. Cool. You turn your phone off, it's still, you can track it. Okay. Even on an iPhone. So. Awesome. But, but I mean, that's just, I mean, little things like that are cool, but, well, you know, it's nothing's going to ever, I doubt Apple's ever going to do something so big. I mean, Apple's going to be that thing, like we were talking about in Idiocracy, where, you know, like Carl's Jr., brought to you by Apple. It's going to be some <laughs> just dumbass, so you know what I mean? They're sponsoring every fucking thing. I mean, yeah, either Apple or Amazon or whatever. Any big it tech. matter. It's gonna be fucking dumb, insert bro. Insert big tech here. Like, yeah, like, why am I getting my medicine from fucking? <laughs> it's just like Amazon. Like, why is Apple administering my medicine? Thank you for purchasing oil. This has been. This message has been brought to you by Apple. Like, what are we doing? <coughs> are you hungry for a burger? Apple now has like fucking. Like, no, I'm not. Do you like fried pickles? Come to Apple. <laughs> Apple's gonna have fucking vending machines for fucking. Food them and shit like I fuck. I don't want to see that shit. But no, I mean, back to what we were talking about. Back to the fucking meat of it all. Back this to the roast beef of this fucking Reuben sandwich. <laughs> Going back to that. <laughs> this has been brought to you by <laughs> this week's <Arby's>. episode. <laughs> this week's episode of Fine and Dandy COVID edition. COVID boys. The COVID boys are back. The boys are back in town. Coke lasagna. Co- what? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Garfield. I just said lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> no, but like being a creative and, and like building that world up and having that vision and saying no matter what, I'm going to fucking see it through. That's hard, bro. I sit there every day and I'm like, dude, I'm going to do this. Nah, bro, it's easy as shit. Yeah, bro. dude, it's fucking fuck everybody doing your own shit. It's easy as pie. And people say, you know, like... Why is easy as pie a fucking saying? Isn't making, like, a good pie kind of difficult? Not like, crust. Like, like, if you make it, like, from scratch. Like a crust, yeah. So, like, how like is that the a top part, The top part, too, like, the dough on the top yeah. part. Yeah. it's not easy. So, that's why... It's just, why is easy as pie a saying? I think they have the pre-made crust thing. <laughs> it's like such an American saying, though. If it, if that's what it is, easy, easy as pie. You just buy the fucking crust <laughs> and then buy all the other shit and just throw it all I'm in the other fucking I'm crust and bake that shit, dog. It's easy as pie. Dude, I don't know anyone who like cooks shit from scratch anymore. Like yeah. my grandparents used to, but now they're also just like we're getting older. Fuck that. I feel like a lot of people do. Anyone that probably claims to eat healthy probably cooks from scratch for the most part. Do you think they're pastry chefs? Probably don't eat pastries. (laughs) (laughs) They probably don't (laughs) partake in the pastry. (laughs) (laughs) They probably don't dabble down the pie road. (laughs) What's the... Dude, I mean, you can't consist of, like, veggies and chicken as cooking from scratch. I mean, like... You could try. I mean, like, making pastas. I I make all my chicken from scratch. (laughs) I cook my own... I, I make grow the chicken in a pot, 
<laughs> just gr- gr- incubate it, and then once it's fully then, grown. Okay, if you have your own farm, <laughs> then that uh, if you have your own farm and you grow your own I veggies, grow that's cooking from scratch. I grow my chickens from scratch <laughs> on a farm. <laughs> that's fucking. This shit is from scratch. This shit is from hatch. Oh shit! <laughs> fucking stinky here. Oh, Nice. No <laughs> you like getting stretched out, bro? <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes you need a happy ending. But um, what is that called? Like the but um, is there a name for that? Uh, drum roll, please. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Um, close though. <laughs> it's called a rim shot. No, I think not, it is actually. Dude, Type I'm in rim shot, dude. I know what a rim shot is. What's it's a rim shot? It's where you hit the fucking rim and the drum. And the it's clap. That's I a rim it shot. It's not a rim shot. I thought that was a rim shot, dude. There's no rim getting hit there. <laughs> I don't know what's it being hit there. I'm not a drum player. But um, I like how <laughs> I've typed this in. <laughs> but. Um, Wait, did you type in but <laughs> Okay, you might have been. It's right. a rim shot, dude. Dude, so there is a rim shot, but then it's also what they used to call the buttons. Okay, this one says sting. Sting. Yeah, a percussive sting. Percussive sting. Some call it a rim shot. Some call it a sting. Interesting. Cue <laughs> 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 um, fucking. I'm gonna have to find this part in the podcast. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what this says. That's hilarious. Jokes, bro. Hell hey, yeah. Nah, but being a creative though, for real, that's just fucking. It's it's not as easy as you think. Fucking <coughs> creating shit, being an individual, as much as these days people like push to say to be that and like try to dress different i promise you like actually doing your own shit is still like people are still gonna give you shit it doesn't matter it's gonna happen yes if you're gonna ride your own wave you gotta be prepared and people always say like nah you know like it's not really it's it's like that it's like that if you're gonna ride your own wave you gotta you gotta pave that way you gotta be ready you gotta do your own shit you just gotta come prepared like the goat on the mountain in Hoodwinked. You got to be prepared to not, to get shit and to also not get any shit. And by not get any shit, I mean like no love. <laughs> you might get some love, but you're not going to get much love at first. You're going to have to build that love. You're going to have to earn that love. You are going to have to earn it. I mean, there are some people who come out the gates just swinging. You gotta give credit to those people. I mean, if you're coming They're out the swingers? gates, if you're coming out the gates with just hella people fucking loving your shit, just hella swinging. Kudos to you. That's fine. You fire. guys just keep swinging. Yeah, but I, I want to shout out, man, Cuddy. Uh, I shout big shout out to that man. Uh, love that guy. His career has been a long and uh, tough one, but he did it for the kids, man. The culture. He did it for the culture. He did it for the kids. Like he really. He saved people's lives. He stuck to it, and he always just wanted to help people and spread positivity. 
even when he was in pain. Kicking incredibly dope shit. R.I.P. Mac, too, man. Another one. But just, like, feeling, just because you're feeling pain and you're spending positivity, it doesn't make you a fraud. You know, we all feel pain inside. But wanting to spread positivity when you feel pain, if anything, is a admirable thing. It's true. Uh, he even said that, too. It's like, I'm a, you know, I see myself as a sacrifice. Uh, so the kids ain't the only ones that get up at night. Yeah. Fucking real one, man. I got to give it to him. Like, that's, I mean, he helped the whole generation. He's still helping the kids. I, I'd say, like, he's influenced some of the artists that are, like, influencing the kids now. So, I mean, that's that should tell you a lot. Like, that's fucking so admirable and uh, noble. And I appreciate him. I appreciate that documentary. Shit made me tear up. It's going to inspire me to keep going and keep doing uh, our shit and keep creating and hopefully something good comes out of it, you know what I mean? Uh, to make something bigger out of this, too, you know? Hell yeah, dude. Keep, we're going to have more people on. we got a lot of... Uh, we're gonna we're trying to have guests. we got fucking computer problems, though, in order to get that third person right now. We're working on it, though. If you have a laptop, you can come on our podcast. Yeah, we're trying to get this PC fixed that we got, though. I don't know what the update is on that, but... Hopefully we can get that back soon and we can get that third mic hooked up and get another person back on here. Got other shit in the works as well. Stay tuned. Keep thriving. Keep pushing. Keep creating. Be your own person. Uh, Enjoy life, man. You never know what could happen. You could get COVID. Um, That shit sucks. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you could... Get COVID. Yeah, your yes, roommate could give it to that you. That shit does suck. Yeah, it's Josh's fault. Yeah, your roommate could give it to you, and now it's Daniel's fault. I'll blame Josh for this. Honestly, how convenient. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any pictures of you. <laughs> That's just funny. All right, dude. Let's get the fuck out of here. This concludes this week's episode of Fine and Dandy COVID edition. COVID voice. Stay tuned next week to see if we still have COVID. This has been another great episode of COVID boys. We're sick as fuck, but you can't tell. I can definitely tell. I was struggling. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Let's go. All right, maybe you can tell, but fuck off. Let's go. Signing off. Fucking fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Like, comment, subscribe.